You're listening to Amplify, the lockdown sessions on Better Days FM. This series is brought to you by The Rise Collective, an organisation that champions young creatives and builds collectives at the forefront of social change. In each episode, we aim to explore a different theme via the work of an array of emerging and established artists curated for your listening pleasure. listening to me Chloe Ladaguna and me Amy Parks. This is the first of a brand new series of podcasts brought to you by the Rise Collective and we are going to be with you for about an hour and then forevermore on several streaming platforms. Do bear in mind we are currently recording from separate locations so please excuse us if it doesn't sound super finessed but we are doing our best. Forgive us it's our first time. Yeah exactly right So, for this week's episode, after a huge amount of debate, we decided to go with the theme of... Loneliness. Correct. Some may call it uninspired, but as we are recording this in isolation, we are really enacting the theme, which I think is maybe the key to a good podcast. Yeah. It's kind of like method acting, because we're all really living it. It doesn't matter whether you're staying on your ones or with your roommate or a partner... I think every one of us has been feeling a little disconnected or lonely at points. Mm. I um, I read an article in The Guardian about the importance of touch. It was kind of depressing, but also, also a good read. Um, I was very basically talking about how much physical contact we normally have without really thinking about it. Like when someone moves past you and touches your shoulder or like hugging your mates as a greeting and stuff. And basically, I just realised yesterday that I haven't actually physically touched anyone in about seven weeks. Because <laughs> I don't, like, really touch my housemates. Yeah, hey. Just, like, obviously because I live with them, there's no need to, like, grasp them. Mm. Like, they're supposed to be there, so I'm not, like, excited to see them in the morning. No offence, no offence <laughs> to them. But I'm not going to, like, hug them good morning, like, oh, my God, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I don't know how much that would be appreciated. Speak for yourself. No, but that totally makes sense. I mean, we know that physical touch releases endorphins and it makes us feel good. It lowers stress yeah. levels and boosts our immune system, etc. It's scientifically proven to be good for us. But there is still this stigma around it sometimes, I feel. I think it's definitely a cultural Mm. thing as well, though. I feel like English people are are a bit less open to physical affection from platonic relationships. Some people get a bit freaked out by that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm the opposite of that. So maybe I didn't put my my isolation stress down to a lack of physical contact. (laughs) But maybe that is it. I mean, when I say, like, stress, like, I'm actually fine, but I just mean, obviously, having, like, zero zero physical contact is probably not great for anyone. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should just, like, launch myself at them or something. <laughs> maybe you should. You know you can hire professional huggers. Oh, maybe not anymore, but... Nah. Ew. <laughs> nah. I'm all right. I'm not that desperate. <laughs> Today we are very blessed to have a variety of artists sharing their work with us. We've got Esme, the founder of a spoken word collective. We've got a single from Bina, who is a hugely talented singer, producer and songwriter. 
And we've also got a little phone-in towards the end of the show from Pam, a Deptford-based performance artist and single mum. Each of the artists featured on the podcast today will be interpreting the theme, loneliness slash isolation, in a different way. First up, we've got Esme, founder of Earwax, a collective of women, femme and non-binary artists who work with Sound and Performance. It's a young, unfunded platform that was set up in 2017 and we shall link all the relevant information in the bio in case you want to see what they do. Okay, cool. Here's Esme. Hi, my name is Esme. I am a sound designer and producer. I make music under the alias of Excess. I firstly, I want to thank Chloe for inviting me onto the show to speak about earwax and my practice. I also want to say thank you to the Rise Collective for starting this initiative. I want to say thank you to them firstly for doing something that's so important within the arts community and creating a space for young people um, in the UK to feel like they can come and express themselves freely. My practice is, I would say, a study into like human, unhuman bodies and the natural, unnatural environments around them. I use sound and writing to explore different iterations of reality through narratives and looping. I create intimate moments focused around the sensuality of the owl language, using writing, voice, foley and field recordings to create sculptural landscapes. Um, I also, I write about digital replication, simulation, entanglement and I'm really interested in psychoacoustics and game spaces and like the shifting malleable nature of the body within the game space um so i felt like this piece of writing and this track sort of best describes different areas of my brain We are given roles within fact and fiction, stretching between the mutilated bodies of car crash eroticism to the transient voice behind motherboards, gently coaxing, each so intrinsically different, yet of the same blood. The mystical predatory she, the hologram of your desires she, the homely domesticated she, the amputated violent she we are acted upon. Tongues touching the roof of my mouth, spreading. Like oil and water, the boundary between the wet and the dry have been crossed. She called it the unfortunate flesh barrier. So we go inside ourselves, to map out the landscapes in which we can exist so naturally. The chrome walkways, the grey beach, Atlantis. Here we search for a break in the membranes. It is a renewal, she said. Her skin dropped to the floor. Each time I am released. It is the resurrections I can never get used to. That was a piece of writing called Zero that I have been writing during isolation. 
It was performed by myself and Eleni. Um, we have been working together remotely. <laughs> I, um, I run Earwax alongside Izzy, who is currently isolating in Scotland. Um, we founded Earwax in 2017. Earwax is a platform for women femme non-binary artists who work with sound and performance. We are based in South London, but we do events all across London at different venues. Um, we are a live events platform mainly, but are moving stuff online because of the current pandemic and trying to support artists in any way we can digitally at the moment. So you can find Earwax on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we have a YouTube account, but we haven't <laughs> uploaded anything yet. But if you want to give us a follow, our Instagram account is four underscores and then Earwax. Um, and please do get in touch with us if you want to perform or have any ideas for an event we're always open to collaborating and having new people getting involved with the platform um here is my track mouth from an ep that i'm currently writing it is unreleased so you can't hear it anywhere else or on any streaming platforms <laughs> so enjoy Thank <laughs> you. 
I want to end my section just by reading a small piece of text that was put up on the ICA's daily email updates. Um, this one was by Hannah Black, who is an artist and writer. Um, so she's talking about mutual aid and she says, which I feel like is relevant to the Wise Collective as well, um, she says if the current popularity of mutual aid is to be more than just a free informal delivery service, an expression of neighbourly kindness, neither of which are nothing, and become a means of living together and reinventing a world through the coming period of collapse, we have to examine our surroundings and learn from what came before us. Let Akwaba, a drop-in centre for migrants, offering a lovingly prepared hot meal, haircuts, help with bureaucracy, childcare, storytelling, and more every Sunday. It is run collectively by migrants and allies, necessarily autonomous from local government structures because of their hostility to undocumented people. Akwaba, which in English means welcome, was established five years ago by a group of Ghanaian people living in London. There are many modes and styles of participating in mutual aid, as there are ways of being. The simplest way to help is to give money. If you have even a little spare, you can contribute here. Thank you. Definitely go and check out Earwax and Aquava, the organisation that she mentioned at the end. They're both really great objectives. I think the lyricless, the lyricless nature of sound art... Um, what am I saying? I mean, obviously, people listen to songs that have come from everywhere. Like, I spend a lot of time listening to, like, French music that I don't understand the lyrics to. But there's something about sound manipulation that feels more universal. You don't necessarily feel that you have to connect to the artists themselves or what they're saying, even though it can be just as as personal mm -hmm. with, like, getting messages across. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's more universal in a way. Like... Some things can be better expressed without words, as cheesy as that sounds. Thanks again, Esme, for that. Um, we'll put all the links for Earwax below. They've done a couple of really great Instagram live streams this month um, over the lockdown period, which seem to be the way forward for live performance at the moment. For sure. And it's been really nice to see how people are adapting and getting creative with their digital shows. Mm. Um, quickly on the back of that as well, it's also worth mentioning, if you want to submit a piece of work that's not immediately presentable via the sort of the medium of audio, um, it could be interesting for us at least to try and work out how best to present a work of art or dance via the podcast and really try and monopolise these social distancing guidelines, even though they're sort of less in effect now than they were before, so it's probably a lot easier. But anyway, you can get in touch with us personally or via Rise's Instagram, which is at the Rise Collective UK. Not to be confused with a similarly named <laughs> at the Rise Collective, which is like a weird Venice Beach-based mm. lifestyle brand. So yeah, that's at the Rise Collective UK or via the website if that's not too complicated for you. Um, also, thanks to Rory again from Better Days FM for having us in the first place. I've actually really been enjoying how people have been utilising Instagram in a really positive way. And so many spoken word nights have moved online. There are so many creative resources out there at the minute for free. It's been really nice to see. Yeah, 
sometimes social media can really depress me, but I think isolation has somewhat reignited my flame for me. <laughs> yeah, my screen time has probably quadrupled since lockdown, but how has isolation been treating you? It's actually not so bad. Um, me and my housemates have been pretty good at, like, theming the weekends. So I use the word theming lightly. Like, for example, this weekend we're supposed to be doing a pub crawl, so we've got, like, a dartboard coming and each room in the house is a different pub. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's such a good idea. You have to bring the outside in. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how much bringing the outside in was part of the thought <laughs> process, but, yeah. We're sort of providing a degree of separation between the weeks and the weekends, which I think is important. Um, but I'm not sure how much that tactic is, is boosting my immune system currently, um, what with the lack of physical contact as well. But it's definitely keeping me sane. Yeah, definitely. You have to make the effort to separate the days and avoid the void. Keeping a solid working structure is definitely keeping me sane and not giving myself the space to, to fall into inaction, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, Sundays are my day off, though. Nothing gets done on Sundays. Mm. There's a book by Otessa Moshfe. Uh, not 100% sure that I pronounced that, that I wanted to um, mention. Uh, it's called My Year of Rest and Relaxation. I was actually recommended it long before we knew about the impending pandemic by someone uh, we both worked with, actually, Phoebe. Hey. Ken Higgins, thank you. <laughs> Um, it made such an impact on me. I actually ordered and posted it to a few people during this period. Oh, and good books are a lifeline right now. Uh, it's, it's basically all about action within inaction. So this woman basically out of utter despair and demotivation at the world takes um, shitloads of drugs in an attempt to like sleep through the entire year. Um, but then she sort of becomes a performance piece, like a, a muse uh, for this artist. And it blurs the lines between just any semblance of time or what what we deem as clear thought. Um, and the whole book is set in her room. I'm not saying that's what's going on here. Uh, well, but how, no, I'm not saying that's what's <laughs> going on here. I'm not saying that's what's going on here. But yeah, I guess just being stuck in the like in the nether zone and noticing and analysing all of the small things um, just reminded me of that book. Uh -huh. It definitely feels like we're living in a kind of limbo right now. I think I'm going to be pretty shell-shocked when I see people again. Yeah. Because the world doesn't really feel tangible anymore. I don't know about you, but it's like my, my reality is now the immediate space around me, and that's mm. it. Yeah. And definitely as well... Um, that it also deals with the idea of that kind of boredom that's forced upon us in these spaces. Um, the idea of boredom breeding obsession, which uh, my grandma will not shut up about <laughs> at the minute with regards to me. She's like, yeah, you're really living that. Those obsessions, Chloe, boredom breeding, all these weird habits. <laughs> I've really been deep diving into weird obsessions and scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of content. My new favourite YouTube influencer is a bird called Fable. Right. She's a raven, and she's smarter than a seven-year-old child. But I think I need better interests. It probably says something about me that I've become obsessed with a bird during lockdown. Yeah. What metric do you even measure a bird's intellect on? I have to, like, figure out puzzles. I don't know. What's your latest obsession? Well, as we know, boredom breeds obsession. Um... <laughs> 
that's probably an actual quote by someone who I should have taken the time to research. But yeah, I've been selling, I've just been selling loads of stuff, the large majority of my belongings. Not sure if that's an obsession or more like a sort of furlough plagued desperation. So you're just sitting in an empty room right now is what you're saying. It's not, it's not, it's not empty. It's just less full of crap than it was, I think. The idea of selling all my belongings is like getting rid of one thing I haven't worn in three years. But yeah, I struggle with that. So that is definitely something that has become an obsession mm-hmm. that I'm doing. Um, aside from that, I'm sort of exercising pretty compulsively. Um, we've been doing these shots of aloe vera every morning, which okay. I think has become, which I think has probably become a bit of an obsession. Um, yeah, maybe with it's within the same ballpark. What dishes have you been perfecting lately? I have heard whispers about your famous tortilla. Have you? <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think a wave of motivation came over me. I went on like a, I went on like a, um, I did the rounds with it, um, round Peckham, delivering it to people. Um, yeah, I think everyone's been finding it um, either super hard and not feeling particularly motivated or sort of going through these waves of motivation and inspiration. Like um, my friend Les, who's isolating completely alone, actually purchased a keyboard, which I think is like a classic example of the wave of motivation where you're like, yeah, I'm really going to really going to learn this new skill and I'm going to become like the best pianist. Yeah. And we went through, um, we watched um, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash film. And as a house, we genuinely discussed um, with real enthusiasm the potential of purchasing an auto harp for the house (laughs) as something that we were going to learn. But no, we we decided against it after writing a list of pros and cons. That's a damn shame. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. I've really been enjoying people's creativity, though. One of my friends has started cross-stitching. My mum's knitting me a jumper. Like, the amount of baking that I've seen on my feed is insane. It's definitely given people an excuse to get creative and whip out the felt pens, but on the flip side, it can be really hard to find that energy or motivation to create right now Mm. and to fight against that feeling of depression, loneliness and helplessness because we're so used to being around others and our brains are wired to want to be sociable, so it really goes against the grain to be in isolation. It's just—it's such a As weird. As a seasoned time. introvert, have you not been training for this your entire life, baby? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've always enjoyed being a bit of a homebody, so this is definitely my natural state. And isolation doesn't really look all that different to normal life for me, but I still miss the outside. Yeah, I miss seeing my friends in person and walking down busy streets without anxiety and feeling part of a community. Yeah, community. um, I definitely think people who perhaps spend their social time as part of organised groups, like political Mm. or religious groups, are perhaps struggling in in a large way um, to feel that sense of togetherness that comes with being part of something that you might not get within your own home. you know, hand in hand with that comes using that sense of identity, which is so important uh, to keep you to keep you grounded and yeah, sane. One hundred percent. And participating in those kinds of organisations or communities is really important in making us feel a part of something or somehow like responsible to one another. I think 
there are massive challenges in building online structures that carry the same weight as campaigns, demonstrations or meetings. Because if you think about some of the demonstrations that we've seen in the last few years, like the Women's March, Extinction Rebellion, Mm -hmm. these kind of gatherings, they just simply can't happen right now. And when they can happen, they might not look the same. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just maybe exacerbating that loneliness and helplessness that many of us are feeling right now. Um, I was speaking to a friend who's isolating with a psychotherapist. Lol. And they were talking about how counselling and face-to-face therapy could be completely transformed at the end of this. Um, Obviously, like you were saying, so much of our communication with each other as well, like especially in like large spaces, is Mm -hmm. non-verbal and it relies on us noticing micro-expressions. Um, so they're basically saying, like, if your counsellor comes to see you from an outside space and is advised that you both wear masks or even one of you wears masks, actually, recent news alert did say that they're invi- advising people to wear masks specifically in enclosed spaces mm. to prevent the coronavirus beads seeping in. Um, it then becomes very difficult to see when someone is, like, a- about to speak, you know, when someone's about to speak and their lips part or, they, like, an intake breath or, I don't know, like, biting their lip or something. All these very relevant micro-expressions that impact such trails of conversation. Um, yeah, that's going to be difficult. Like, I think I think anything without micro-expressions is difficult. I think I sound very aggressive over text when I'm only messing, but it's very difficult to see that. I've never felt that you sound aggressive over text. I feel like I come across very, very aggressive over text. <laughs> I get it, though. It's like when you try to be sarcastic over text and then you just end up feeling bad. Sarcasm does not translate over text at all. It really doesn't. It doesn't lots not. of lots of things don't translate over text. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean there. Anyway, moving on. Next up, we've got a track from Bina, a singer-songwriter from South London. Her style is like a mix of R&B, jazz and neo-soul. And the song we're going to play for you now is called Boundaries, which was actually released around the beginning of lockdown. And this track in particular deals with, surprise, surprise, the idea of boundaries, of juggling your creative work with your desire to be close to someone, to spend all your time with them. So I thought it was very fitting for this episode, which comes at a time when many of us are separated from our loved ones. But... Also, it's just a dreamy song, so enjoy. I don't wanna speak of 
that's the slip, okay? Nice. That was Boundaries by Bina who actually performed at a few of Earwax's events, we found out. Small world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can find Bina on Instagram, at Bina Official, and that track is up on Spotify now, alongside her most recent EP, which is called Humble Abode, and I definitely recommend a listen. Massive, massive thanks to her again for submitting there. What did you think, Claire? Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> very nice. And I really think that the song is so relevant right now. Like, how do you navigate a burgeoning relationship in this weird limbo state that we found ourselves in? I remember at the beginning of lockdown, the deputy chief medical officer described it as a time to test the strength of your relationship, <laughs> either by going long distance or fully moving in together. As a pandemic, so the perfect barometer by which to measure the strength of a relationship. <laughs> To be honest, if I wasn't five years deep into a relationship, I would have opted for full isolation. I'm quite happy to be a loner. I don't enjoy my company enough to spend all my time with me, I don't think. (laughs) I've actually found a quote that I thought was perfect for those of you who might be sheltering solo. It was written by a 12th century Japanese poet... Kamonokome, whose name I probably just butchered, and who <laughs> left his highly respected post to essentially become a Buddhist monk and recluse. And because this podcast is talking about loneliness, I thought who better to help us see the silver linings of isolation than a man who chose to live it for the majority of his later life. Who better indeed, Amy? <laughs> who better indeed? Niche references. So he starts off by singing the praises of being alone and being completely free to do whatever he wants. You know, when he doesn't feel like practising his religion or reading his sutras, he writes, I dare to rest myself. I am willing to be lazy. No one blames me for that, and I never feel ashamed. Going on to say, even though I make no special attempt to observe the discipline of silence, living alone automatically makes me refrain from the sins of speech. (laughs) And... (laughs) I really think that we can take something from this, that silence and isolation don't necessarily equate to loneliness and negative feelings. I was mildly mocking the niece reference before, but <laughs> refrain from the sins of speech. That, that's, that's hurt me. No. That got you deep. No, I think it can be a grounding experience. It can offer more understanding in terms of self-awareness, discipline, our ability to be comfortable in solitude. I think, you know, we can learn a lot from ourselves if we dare to rest, you know? Yeah, I've learned a hell of a lot. But I'll come back to you with the specifics. No, I'm actually being a bit of a prat. Yeah, it's actually a very lovely quote, and I do think some people need to refrain from the sins of speech. (laughs) sure. Okay, uh, cool. Um, Someone appears to have left a message on the line for us next. Hello, please leave a message after the tone. Hi. Sorry to have missed you. Um, 
My name's Pam. I'm a single mother. I heard you guys were looking for some single mothers to share their story on what it's like in quarantine with kids. And I thought I'd share <laughs> a poem that I have actually written whilst in quarantine. Um, so if you'll let me. Ah, the serenity of morning. 6am, just myself and the birds. The odd clink from the teaspoon as I stir my tea. What wonderful company. Just the birds, my tea, me. But, as freely as the Lord giveth, so freely does the Lord taketh awayeth. Just like lightning striking a tranquil tree, my kids would descend to strike upon me. The milk is off! Can I have wattits for breakfast? I don't want to do schoolwork today, mummy! And just like that, the day truly begins. My kids my tea and me. First lesson is English, so we begin with a poem and end up with a haiku about fortnight. I can't really blame them, I struggle with it too and it will not make any sense if not taught right. We break for 10 minutes, mainly to realign my chakras and prepare for the next lesson in history. Pandemics through the ages and of course this took ages. The bubonic plague, my kids, my now cold tea and me. Mummy, mummy, can I have watched for lunch? The tomato in my sandwich made it soggy. <laughs> Head out for fresh air, but my youngest walks on all fours. <laughs> mummy, look! Mummy, look! I'm a doggy. Back in time for maths, and I haven't got a clue. To be honest, I never use equations anyway. Ten minutes of long division, but they lose their supervision. Because I just need five minutes in my hideaway. My phone screen illuminates the side of my wardrobe. I just come here sometimes, you know, to breathe. <laughs> the kids, they're all right. It's half three anyway. I like it in here. My shoes, my clothes and me. Alas, bath time it is, which means two hours of carnage. I'm certain there's a leak in the lounge. My day's not done yet. Their hair is still wet and they are screaming because their toy fish has drowned. Finally in bed. I should watch them dream, but instead, it's straight downstairs, unfortunately. For my Rolos, my slippers, my face mask, my rosé, and silence, sweet silence, and me. Ah, anyway, sorry, that was just a little, uh, yeah, just my feelings, really, on how this isolation has been. But I really just want to say thanks to the key workers and... Mommy! Oh, yeah, but I'm coming. Right, I'm really sorry, I've got to go. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for that, Pam. Sorry, we didn't pick up in time. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. But lovely poem all the same. Sounds like she's got a lot on her plate there. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who hides in her wardrobe and it all gets too much. Yeah, my clothes, my shoes and me. What more do you need? I think as freely as the Lord giveth, so freely doth the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Um, I felt that. I feel he hath taketh away a lot recently. On a side note, the sound effects in that were pretty intense. Serious masticating. As per our other guests, we shall provide you with a link to Pam's YouTube channel, which is bustling with comedic yet topical content. Um, it's really good, actually. We've really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely go and check that out. The channel is called Pam from Admin. She's been posting these skits since the beginning of lockdown, and they have honestly been giving me life, so... If you've ever wondered what lockdown life is like for a so-called single mum on a mission, then you know where to go. Thanks to everyone who contributed to today's show. 
we will leave the theme for the next episode below. Yes. That rhymed. That did rhyme. Uh, the next episode should be going out on better days in the coming weeks. So that's something to add to the calendar loosely. Obviously, haven't given you a date, but in the coming weeks. Definitely on a Monday, though. Yeah. Don't forget, we are open to submissions, so send across whatever you've got, please, because we have nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, that was nice. I hope um, you managed to extract something from that, um, or that it killed an hour, or maybe added an hour. I don't We hope something happened. In case I haven't said it enough, don't forget to check out the Rise Collective too and all of the brilliant work that they're doing for young artists. All of the artists' information will be in the bio below. All right. Nice one. Cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This show was first brought to you on Better Days FM, where you can listen live every Monday evening. We'd like to thank Esme and the Earwax Collective, Bina and Sophia McCormack for contributing to today's episode. This show is produced by Amy and myself, with sound design by Claude Barber Brown. With special thanks also to Kyle Sarisha and Marla from the Rise Collective. See you next week.